This is how it's going to start. You can rhyme. It's the easiest word that there is to rhyme. Is that? Is it the easiest? I think it might be the easiest thing there is and never was a rhyme. Especially with reverb. We've got a lot of reverb here. This is a great place to be. Maybe we should turn it. Should turn, what do you think? So, so much, much reverb. Christ, Christ on a crush. Welcome to it. This is the podcast of the name I just said. Actually, I didn't say it yet. This is Live the Tape. Also known as Live to Tap, also known as Live to Tape, best known as the Executive Buffet, captained, helmed, piloted by the helmsman himself, daddy of the big red truck. That's me, Johnny Pemberton, sometimes known as Jason Pepperhouse, oftentimes known as Kevin Tipcorn, frequently known as uh, Big Bill Brass. (laughs) And this is it. This is the podcast. Here we are. It's a mellow, cool, chill, fresh, funky space to be. This background music, I have to tell you what this is. This is a some German disco band. This is like from 1979. It's called House on the Sea. And it's by a group called Goya. Just G-O-Y-A. Just kind of found this in the archives. It's on a great compilation. So check it out. I mean, it's just, I'm not even going to hear the whole song, but it gets hot, baby. Uh, what can I tell you? If you want extras, patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Otherwise, let's get into it. This is an amazing podcast with someone, uh, a friend of mine. This is this is recorded live in New York City. Love this man. Absolutely, incredibly hilarious person. Super cool. One of the coolest people I've ever met. You're going to love him. You're going to love his comedy, everything about it. Here he is. Rojo Perez. Get the mic. I know what you need. Hot, hot. Mike Tech. Yeah. One, two. <laughs> Rojo. What up? What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Thank you. This is uh, gorgeous. Yeah, we're up here. We're high up. This is the uh, my temporary... Um, if uh, I can, I know you're talking, but I can't stop looking at the view. It is pretty cool. I do, love, I do like it. It's very fun to look at, but also it makes me think about sometimes it's like a thing where I want to look at it all the time and or... I'm thinking about um, it's hard to sit still. Like sometimes you just want to, you have to rest, right? You can't do everything all the time. Yeah. When you look out the window, you're like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's going on down there? What's going on? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It, do defi- shit. it definitely looks like there's all the possibilities. Yeah. There's tons of stuff to do. And you feel like, especially in, in this city, man, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's, is it different for you, you think, because you grew up here, you know? Yeah, my, my where I live is more ground level. Yeah. <laughs> Even underground. I got uh-huh. a basement apartment, right? so I don't get the excitement of being like, there's possibilities. Um, the first place I stayed was a basement apartment. My friend's sister's basement apartment in Queens. When I visited New York for the first time, I thought it was like the fucking coolest thing ever. Till you realize there's you never see the sun. Yeah. And you get Yeah. <laughs> we would just go out all the goddamn time though, so it didn't even matter. Um yeah, I mean I guess um I live in Queens now. It's yeah, this just has such a nice feel. I wish people who are listening <laughs> to could could really get a visual. I it feels like billions. It, oh, it feels really? the okay. way billions look yeah. in the office. Because <laughs> it's so high up. We're like the thirty third floor right now. So it is pretty, it's pretty goddamn high. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually like, I stayed in a hotel in Lower East Side a year ago. It was, I think, like the, the 12th floor or something. Okay. That was perfect because it's high enough to be high, but also low enough to kind of, like, see in the, on the rooftops of normal-sized buildings and stuff, you okay. know? Okay, yeah, 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 so yeah. So you're not so high. You can't see shit from up here. Everything's so far away. But when you're, like, a... 10th floor or so, then you can see... That's the sweet spot. Yeah, because you get a lot of light, but you also get to see see stuff. You can see, like, what someone's doing on the rooftop sitting in a lawn chair or some you shit. You feel like still a man of the people. Right, this exactly. Feels very disconnected. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> man. We should... We should uh, I should have... See, I set that up, because when I, when I sit in your spot, it's too bright for me, because my eyes are like fucking... I'm like a little like cave boy, you know? I can't stand bright light. So... I'm yeah. in it now. I've, I've. You yeah. dig it? Yeah. Now, now I, I can focus. But yeah, you grew up in, uh, in New York City, right? I grew up in Puerto Rico. But well, sorry, you spent a good amount. Of, like, like when did when did you move here from Puerto Rico though? Um, after college. Okay. So I, I, I did. I thought you told me you moved here like when you were like 15 so, or something, but maybe. Um, no, I no, go to I college when I was 17, and then go to Florida, and then move up here. Right. Um, I caught the tail end of my parents' like American dream here. Okay. So like they moved away. They lived here for twenty plus years. I was born in New York, but I grew up in Puerto Rico. So. Oh, so when did you move back to Puerto Rico? You think mm, as a baby? Five. So you six. don't have? Do you have any memories of it? Yeah, I remember waking up and being like, "Oh, we leaving? <laughs> Nobody. We didn't talk about this at all. Right? Um, they just they took me to a place that I didn't speak the language. Oh. And they're right. like, "Go make friends." Did you? You <laughs> no, must have. It was Not a at nightmare. all. Uh, wow, I was you... gonna fail third grade. Damn. I was a drill be a elementary school dropout. <laughs> I, wow. They put me in like a public school, and I would cry every day. Cause you're only third grade. That's so... probably a second, third grade somewhere yeah. around there where you're like, you would have thought a teacher was touching me. That's how much I'd cry before because I didn't speak the language. Yeah. So all day I'd sit in class not knowing what the fuck anyone was saying. Wow. And I'd just be in the back, just like. Yeah, I'm here. Just thinking your English thoughts. It's so feeling so elitist. Wow. I mean, look at me thinking something they don't know. And they just talking. I had lunch was the only class I could do. Because you would talk were the other kids know some some English at all? Nah, this was all Spanish. Like yeah. we like um we grew up because we didn't grow up like close to San Juan. Mm-hmm. And not even that in, in San Juan people speak English like that, but we grew up pretty country, so it was full Spanish. Wow. It was um very tiny school. Everybody knew each other. Like, yeah. yeah, it was weird. They had to move me eventually. How how long? How many years did it take before they moved you? Uh, no, that semester. 
Okay. I, I legit wasn't going to pass the grade. So where did you go? They found like a private school that had like half English, half Spanish. And then even yeah. in that one, when Spanish class would happen, they'd take me <laughs> out. They would take me out and put me like in a little closet room. With two other kids who didn't speak Spanish. Do they speak English? Yeah, they. Other cool. If one speaks Italian, one <laughs> speaks like Portuguese, and, you're just and like, we just try to pick up. Hey guys, okay, so let's see what's going on here, right? Uh, we know this, we know this. Uh, yeah, it took about a year of being in the closet classroom. Then you started learning Spanish, and then you they think? were like, "You can go back with the yeah. others. That's good enough to get a C." I feel like kids learn Spanish pretty fast, or any language for that matter, pretty fast, yeah. right? I think it's. Um, I think it's because you don't have that that awareness of being shy of being wrong. Yeah. So like you, as an adult, you're much more conscious of like making a mistake. Oh yeah. It's so you have to be drunk to practice a foreign language. Yeah. You truly do. <laughs> like I got good any any language I learned, I mean barely learned, but it was always going to like an after school or after class drinks meetup and you have like a couple beers and you start to be you know, yeah, you make mistakes. You have to yeah, and it's okay. Right. So I do think as kids, yeah, you do tend to pick it up quicker right. just because you're like, fuck it, I'm going to say these things. Let me know if it makes sense or not. Yeah. So you eventually picked it up then. That became like your... Do you speak that was your, as your main language then at that point? Um, I guess it was uh, in school. In school, there'd be a mix, and then at home, we'd speak Spanish. Oh, okay. Like my parents, uh, they both understood English fine. They just, they didn't like to talk, use it at the house. So, so you basically, they basically did this to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yes. I'm glad someone 100%. finally brought this up. That's so funny. Because, yeah, they, don't, they didn't speak English that well, but just enough to speak it at home with you as a baby. As a kid. To make you learn it, and you're living in New York, everyone's speaking English for the most and part. And I was being, like, those early years in New York, uh, this Irish woman who, who was who raised me, Really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so funny. I didn't. Th- I didn't know I could go into the to the sunlight till I was thirteen. God. I, uh, this how like I've said it before. This how like kind of like I I was. She had such an influence on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a Yankees fan because she liked the Yankees. This An is my babysitter, the old yeah. Irish lady, and my favorite baseball player till this day is Don Mattingly. Okay. Because she loved Don Mattingly. There was a Puerto Rican player on the team. Right. And at no point did they go, maybe, you, maybe you'll like this dude, this Bernie Williams guy. Don Madden. I was Madden. like, Don Maddenly from Indiana. That's yeah. our boy. <laughs> He's like a classic player. I think I yeah. had like a starting lineup of Don Maddenly. I love that. I got so many cards. I got an Don autograph. Madden. I went to a spring training one year in Florida, and he was the bench coach at that time. Yeah, he's I, old. Yeah, he was where we were talking mm-hmm. by the time I was in college. And... I went with a buddy, and Don's, like, signing baseballs for kids. And my boy goes, hey, Don, Don, this is your biggest fan. And he look up. He see a grown 20-year-old. He's like, ugh, this is the worst. Yeah, and he just scribbles like his name on and goes, get out of here. Some teen girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still got it. That's funny. Yeah, there's so, many, there's so many Irish people in New York. It's so weird to me. Like, I have a friend of mine lives up by, by Woodlawn, and it's, you're in Ireland. Yeah. You straight up in Ireland. I was walking to his house, walking by some guys working in their garage, and they're just, oh, would you look at this? And they're, uh, <laughs> don't f- put that down. What are you doing? Move it, put it back. <laughs> I thought they were doing like a bit or something. It is funny that, that you go, 
how someone doesn't lose an accent mm-hmm. and you go, you just get here and they're like, no, 30 years. I've lived here forever. <laughs> yeah. Grew up here. Like, why do you sound like you're from fucking <laughs> Belfast, man? Even the guys like on the train stop when I was waiting to go back to the city, some guy walks up to me just wearing like a soccer jacket and some Adidas track pants. He's like, oh, do you know, this is the train going <laughs> south. I'm like, what? How the fuck do I know? I don't know. You know more than I do. What year is it? Yeah, yeah, This yeah. was like two years ago. No, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. What year after the guy? Oh, do you know if Bobby Sands still in prison? <laughs> the IRA is well, fixing to get those those fucking Protestants <laughs> to come. It's everything goes back to gangs in New York. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I grew up out there uh, and I moved back 1920, 21. I moved moved back to New York from Puerto Rico. College in Florida and then here. Where'd you go to college in Florida? Uh, Some small school called Florida Southern College. Where's that? Also, that that sounds made up. (laughs) I went to college in Florida. Florida Southern College. You can anything in a Florida (laughs) name and it sounds like a college. There's like Florida. There's every kind of, so many colleges in Florida. Yeah. There's like a thousand of them. This was, uh, the town was called Lakeland, Florida. I don't know where Lakeland is. Between Orlando and Tampa. Yeah, I've never been there. Uh, A lot of horses, right? Horses and lightning strikes? I guess lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was there, they were proud to say they were the meth capital of the U.S. Oh, really? Per square, like, I mileage. I feel like so many places claim, claim to that. be the meth thing. <laughs> it's like a thing where it's just... Because there's so many places in the U.S. that are rural, 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 and have nothing going on but meth. And they're all like, yeah, this place sucks, but you know what? It's like, you can't all be... The meth. I'm, I bet Florida probably was. Florida seems like the kind of place that would actually be the meth capital. Like, like place uh, in yeah, I, um, I definitely think it's it's up yeah. there. Um, they were known for. They had when I was there. They had a they have a great high school. Really. And like they have like a powerhouse football program. So when I was there, Lakeland High School had eleven players go D one. Wow. And I think five made it to the league. Jesus, that's a, that's crazy. So yeah, it was like, and they like the main player, the Pouncey Twins, who are still in the league. Who do they play for? Uh, one plays for Miami, and the other, I believe, is on Pittsburgh still. Okay. Um, they were they were these big lineman twins, yeah. and they would work at the Taco Bell on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> They'd just kick it, uh, eating like tons of food. Oh, knocking it back, just oh. being the best lineman yeah. we've ever seen. Twenty tacos at lunch every day. <laughs> Just sucking it down. Um, they were fun, yeah. Uh, so that's what I think Lakeland yeah. was known for when I was there. Lakeland, I feel like there's something. I think maybe strawberries too. They grow winter strawberries there. Or some shit. Is that a thing? Maybe. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a town there's called a, Plant City. There Remember is Plant, Plant City? City. I do know. Yeah, it. I knew a guy from Plant City. <laughs> and that was the, I think that's the winter strawberry capital of Florida. Maybe that sounds like the beginning of a mm-hmm. bit. I knew a guy from Plant City. I knew a guy from Plant City, <laughs> Winter Strawberry Capital of Florida. He wasn't. He didn't mean much when he came around, but when he did, you sure knew it. <laughs> Man stunk of strawberries, like a like a fart, but strawberries. But sweet. <laughs> they call him Strawberry Fart. <laughs> yeah, Florida's fucking cool. It's such like a. I mean, I I went to college there. Yeah, you're so, a Florida State boy. Yeah, and I like. Uh, I really loved you because it was such a culture shock did for me. Did you, because I've always been curious, did you love the fact that you went to a big state school? 
I love that. Yeah, like, would you go to the events and, like, would you um, go to the games or no? I would go to some games. I wasn't really into football then at all, but I did like to go because it's such a spectacle. Yeah. Like, it's like a thing where just the energy is crazy. It's fun. Yeah, it's like a thing. You go to... And I remember the thing I saw that really was very strange to me was seeing um, adult men pissing in plastic bags. Because I went to the bathroom and I saw there's tons of Ziploc bags in the urinal. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Tons of Ziploc bags in the trash can. What they would do is they didn't want to miss the game. So okay. they would piss in a fucking bag. In their and seat? At their seat, just standing there. And they bring it to the bathroom at the, halftime at or half. whatever. And one time I saw a guy pissing and it was so casual. He was like, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> just, like, just pissing in Dick the bag. Out. No big deal. That uh, is That to me is just... I don't know. I can't imagine not wanting to leave, not wanting to miss a game that badly. That to be piss, that, yeah. Gonna piss in a bag. Also, he's probably like I don't know, ten Miller Lights deep. So you have to piss. Yeah, and then once you pee once, right? You done. Yeah. Uh, I think whenever I see someone peeing on the street, I feel like I'm in their space. Like, oh, it yeah, feels such yeah, a private insane. moment whenever totally. I see someone between cars. Like, oh fuck, I'll okay, look away. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had this when I was in uh, college. I lived in this one dorm for a while, like, because I'm more like an apartment. And for some reason, people kept forgetting to lock the door in the bathroom. This one guy, I walked in on him shitting probably four or five times. <laughs> and it's not, I feel like it's not my fault, right? No, at that You're point, to lock the you got a door, thing. Man. You got a kink. Yes. That dude got a kink at but that point. Anytime I would, he would go, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fucking A, man. Jed, just lock the fuck. Like, I don't want to do this. I'll I don't want to invade your space. I hate it. I hate it more than you hate it. I love that Jed would tell his roommate and be like, got Johnny again. God. Got him again. This was like some older guy, like a weird MFA acting program. It was like, because we were, uh, this was like an apartment we were studying off campus. And it was like, um, yeah, I guess, I remember this is so long ago, but yeah, it just fucking, I felt like I was going in his space, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, you ever, I, I used to think it's funny to walk in on yeah. some of them dating. Oh, really? And I go, hey, what are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's very funny. How far into you, uh, to the relationship? No, uh, man. Second, second date? No, but I, I last time, I stopped doing it last time. It was pretty early into the thing. Okay. Uh, I think we'd been going out for like a month, maybe a month and a half. And I did it. And she just goes, ha! Ah! <laughs> I'm never doing this. I'm yeah. so sorry. She came out. She was like, um, so we need to talk. This oh. is a private. And I go, you right. That's on me. Not yeah. a fun bit. The bit's run its course. Yeah, I could see certain people. I mean, I think I might not like that bit. <laughs> I would probably definitely not like that bit because I feel like that's like a place where, yeah, it's your most vulnerable sure. time. I was just trying to bond. That's me going, this is how trust is built. I guess it is. I think Whitney Houston said that about her and Bobby Brown. They they with doors open. They would have to help each other like shitting or some weird shit because you know they're obviously on a, sure. on a lot of drugs and stuff. And there's something where, I can't remember what it was, but I think Whitney Whitney had, like, crazy diarrhea, and Bobby had to help her, like, wipe her ass or something like that. And she was like, said, this is black love. <laughs> That's what she said. This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool in a way. I like it. I dig it. Like I, don't, that's that. I don't know if, and maybe it's because I think I've never really felt true love. Yeah. I don't think I could wipe. 
Somewhat. I couldn't either. I don't think I have it. Like, I mean, I could if I had to, but I think that would um, it would it changes the nature of the relationship very fast. Yeah, it makes a thing where well, um, we're not having gonna have sex for a couple weeks. <laughs> Just let this. Or we're gonna have to do some sort of a weird spiritual cleansing to re uh to re to reset how what our relationship is, which is not. Me cleaning poop out of your ass. Yeah, but also, but it's like, it feels like childish to me that that's a hang up I have because you yeah. know everybody, everybody we all does. gotta do it. So, but there's something about. I think it's a I think it's a primitive thing and doesn't matter that it's. I don't think it's childish. I think it's just yeah. You just um, that's kind of part of the relationship is you just don't. That's something you don't do. That's a boundary. We'll see. I know one guy, a good friend of mine, his girlfriend was having, like, I can't remember what it was. She was having, like, crazy di- bad diarrhea or something. And he, she made him hold. <laughs> that fl- isn't that flavor what great? What the fuck is this it's flavor? The, it's the best flavor. You don't like it, do you? Oh, that's because uh, it, it's uh, I'm, uh, for people at home. Uh, for uh, listeners at home. <laughs> Rojo just took a nice big First. swig of a limoncello LaCroix. Uh, I didn't know, man, it's because it hits you like it's supposed to be. That's very sweet. It does. But it doesn't. It's not. But it lingers. That's interesting. I think it's the best flavor they I'm going to go back. I'm not sure how I feel, but I'm going to give it another. It's like vaping, but drinking. Yeah, uh, I could do one of these. Wow. I could not knock back a few of these. So what do you feel about coconut flavored things? Uh, I love coconut water. Me too, love it. Big fan. Well, let me ask you this. Natural, though. Of course, 100%. Like, important. We got straight from the coconut. That's how I like to do it. I got a (laughs) machetes. I got the coconut opener thing. The the other little uh, cork thing. Yeah, it's like a circle and I hit it with a hammer. And I pop it open. Do you eat the white? Are you kidding me? Uh, You don't? Of course Uh, I eat the white. Great. That's the best thing ever. My dog. She goes fucking nuts for the white stuff. She goes fucking ape shit. She can't sit still. She's drooling. She's like wiggling around. Like, oh, fucking God. She wants it so bad. I give her a piece of it. It's like giving her a piece of chicken breast or something. You know, like it's like raw meat, basically. It's all wet and flimsy. Oh, oh my God. So good. That shit. I freeze it and I put it, I put it in smoothies. But I usually eat about half of it just right then, standing yeah. on my feet, making a huge sticky mess in the kitchen. But. We um yeah we drink it a lot with whiskey. Okay, cause there's there's this song I know from years. We should play it right now actually, cause this is so appropriate. I haven't ever played this on the podcast before. It's a song by this guy Blind Blake. Okay. I got this ten inch record somehow years ago. Um, years ago I don't know how I got it, but I saw it and it looked looked pretty cool. And it's called Gin and Coconut Water. Ooh. And you know I grew up in Minnesota and stuff, and I. I looked everywhere for coconut water because I wanted to make this this drink. I couldn't find it anywhere. You can't, yeah. You couldn't find it. You could get coconut. Um, God, I got something terrible. We made it, this drink with it, and it was so gross. Let me see if I can play this at a, not a, a reasonable level. This is it, yeah. This is gin and coconut water. Come, come, go with me. 
Back to the West Indies. Baby, can't you see I lost my strand and my energy? What I need? Coconut water, jelly, gin and coconut water. <laughs> so I wanted to drink it so bad because of the song. I think this guy is from like maybe like, I don't know. Uh, what's it called? Trinidad, maybe? Trinidad, yeah, I think it's Trinidadian. So you grew up having coconut water. It was something yeah. where it was just like it was around. It was around. Uh, we had a. Um, early on, we had a coconut tree in the back of the house. Holy shit. And God, I can't imagine that. They'd fall, they'd go to waste. Really? That, cause like, I mean, because it's the idea of you have it. Yeah. You not have it. I yeah. wasn't opening one every day. It's that classic thing where if you have it, you forget you about forget it. You forget how, yep. Um, yeah. I love it. God damn. That would be crazy to have coconuts on demand. I would just be out there, like with bare feet, like splitting them <laughs> with a machete, getting all fat off them. Man, the way I've seen, when you see people, like I've always been scared. Yeah, it's Like it takes scary. me forever to try to pop one because I don't, when you see people just three, three, a quick machete strike, right. and you're like, man. You're seeing that tool, that spike you put it on to get the husk yep. off? Yeah. Pretty cool. I love that shit. <laughs> so that must have been weird when the when the coconut water thing hit. What was that like, being already in on it before? Uh, I, we can't, I can't do the pot, the, 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 what do you call them? Like the? The, fle- the ones that come in stores, the yeah. package coconut, like it's, because they have to, Make them sweeter to keep. Not all of them. Some of them they don't. Because I, I I won't drink the ones that have added sugar because it tastes too. There's tastes one gross. in a can I like. Okay. There's a toss white can. It's got the bird on it, right? No. No. It's got the steel can. The heavy yeah, steel the can. Yeah, the steel can. Yeah. That one I I, I don't mind. That one's um, good. But I think yeah I mean we've now we moved on to uh, ruby red grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> so before grapefruit really comes here, we're already doing it, and Puerto Rico's drinking it heavy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Ruby Red's next up here. It's going to come back, Ruby uh, Red? Yeah, I think in drinks it's going to be. What about white grapefruit? Uh, I don't do it. Okay. Uh, I prefer that. Do you? Yeah, because it's really fucking sour. I could just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I can feel it. <laughs> so sour. It's that flavor. It just gets you. It just gets you. It's like, because Ruby Red's pretty sweet. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's very good. But the white grapefruit is like, it's like true grapefruit. It's pure. It's real. You got what? Yeah. It's real fucking grapefruit. It it punches back. Yeah. (laughs) I would, yeah, I would would go crazy if I had all those um, access to tropical fruit. Do you remember like growing up eating any fruit that you just cannot? Man, yeah, there's, uh, I don't even know what it's called in English. Uh, right. They're called canepas. And they're canepas. like, uh, if you, it's, um, it comes in a green little peel and it's about the size of a, like a walnut, I guess. Hmm. And you like bite into the peel and open it and there's a seed and you just suck what? The, the whatever the skin is off the, and it's like sweet. So it's not really you're not really eating something, you're no. more just getting a flavor. Yeah, you can choke on it. Damn. If you like, that was a big thing when, as a kid, you'd buy them at the light, and they'd sell the you the light, a, like at the at the stoplight. Oh, okay. And somebody'd be walking and be like, for a dollar fifty or two dollars, yeah. you get forty in a bag, Damn. and you're just in the car sucking them down, 
and everybody's like, "Don't don't put it in your mouth. You might <laughs> you might die. <laughs> That's fun, but don't don't get don't too die. into it." <laughs> Damn. Uh, man, wonder yeah. I don't. Let me see. Wonder what Kenepa is. There's gotta be a translation, but this might. We can edit this in post. I mean, I'm not gonna edit. <laughs> Kanepa, Kane. See uh, if I keep talking. Spanish lime. Okay. Algae. Algae. Or here you go. Let's see. Oh, cool! They're like little little limes. It's almost like, like a kumquat, but it's not a kumquat. And then is you, it? No, and then it's like, it's little joints like that when you pop them open. See, I've, I've got it here now. It. I, I brought, oh, okay. Wow, that looks cool as shit. So it's almost like a um, like a, a lychee of sorts, but it has a less meat to it, huh? Yeah. Um, that looks really good. It's oh, wow. Yeah, that looks delightful. cool as shit because it's got bright orange, but the dark green skin looks kind of ugly. So and, you take and that you off, pop it open, and you, yeah. Oh my god! It, those, those yeah, are... that's not gonna make it here. Because <laughs> some of these fruits that are so good, they just don't travel. Yeah, there's not enough interest in them to to, to make sell them like them. in us. In a contained space. You have space. to sell them for like 40 bucks for a thing. No one's going to pay that. Yeah. So it's that thing where there's there's like so many fruits. There's probably like 100 fruits that are delicious that none of us, at least people who didn't grow up in a, in an equatorial region, will never have because yeah. they just are not scalable enough to, to ship off. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so disappointing. I, wanna, I think I need to join one of those fruit of the month clubs things. Is that a thing? It's and a they thing. and they drop it off at your house? Yeah, maybe it's like once. I think you have different plans. But I know people who I've seen people who have it, where you get like a a big thing of exotic fruits in the mail, like one at a time. You get one kind at a time. Okay. And uh, huh. yeah, it's probably not cheap, but I mean, no, and I wonder how. Much, I feel like with stuff like that, there's a time issue. Yeah. You go. I gotta be into this fruit this whole week. Right. This is going to go bad. Like. You're going to have a fruit party. <laughs> That's what you have to have. It's like a, a bunch of people over to eat the goddamn nasty fruit. Your exotic fruit. fruits. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I'll join at some point. Oh, boy. I just hit the that elf hit in the really back. hard. Yeah. Yeah. These things are bad. I think, I think our kids are going to look at us like we're mental. To go, yeah, we're sucking on batteries. Oh, yeah. I like mean, this nicotine. Yeah, we're just... It's not even nicotine, are that? No, I have no it's, clue what it is. It's synthetic nicotine, oh. which is even worse yeah. in my mind. Yeah. I should probably throw this in the trash. I really should. I'm, I'm dying to quit. Really? So did you used to smoke? Yeah. I would smoke. Uh, I would roll my own cigarettes. Very Brooklyn of me. Me too. I used to do that too. Oh, uh, loved it. Yeah. I only had like one a day though, but I still like to... To roll it, I, I'll roll for other people now. Sometimes because you're so good at I, it. Uh, just because I miss that. Can you do one hand. I could, man. I could never. My boy could do one hand while driving. I saw a French lady do it once on a boat, on a fucking boat. <laughs> one hand. I was a kid. I think we we're like in London or something, and we, I saw some lady, just some craggy old lady, you know, rolling it one hand on a fucking boat and light it up. I was like, Holy shit! How the do you coolest. do that? Yeah, impossible. Yeah. It's there's something uh, even I think about that that line Chappelle said at SNL a few weeks ago where he's he's smoking a cigarette yeah. on TV and he goes remember kids uh, smoking isn't cool smokers are <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about when you see someone smoke you go man that motherfucker looks it's just a thing just, there's something yeah. about it what is it I, I mean someone must have broken it down at some point what it is exactly it's got to be something about it. 
Because it's not just marketing. Yeah, it can't all just come off the yeah. the Marlboro man. Like it has there is something about that you and I think it's kinda looks dangerous. Dangerous but maybe. it's legal. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's something because you're slowing down. Like you can't you can't be running. You can't like it kind of forces you to be calm yeah. and to not move around much. So you're kind of by nature maybe that's what it is, something like that. Uh, I think I what know. I do miss is the uh, alone time you get with right. a cigarette. You if you're out somewhere and you're like, man, this I need the break. I need not to hear y'all talk right now. Like that famous Ben Affleck meme where he's out there just like, <sighs> just, he's yeah. so pissed. He got his cigarette and he's out. Clearly outside of a some sort of event where he's taking a break and they got a picture of him. I, man, I wonder if that dude. Uh, I wonder how he feels about it. The idea he can't even go take a fucking cigarette break. I don't know. I mean, he's uh, he seems like he's a little crazy, a little wild. So he probably hates it. He probably is pissed. He probably would be pissed about it. But also, he seems like the kind of guy who just is exasperated, not like angry. Just, yeah. What? What do you want? I think it's funny. He's, they circle back him and J Lo. Are they together again now? I believe so. God, I think that's so. It makes sense. I think it's at some point you get old enough where you just you want the you thing. You go back that, down the roster, right? And you go, what was? What could I put up with? Uh huh. At the time, I was like, this is too much, and now you go, man, that wasn't that wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was actually much better. That was that was the best one. <laughs> she feels the same way. I know it. Yeah, we both know each other enough. It's like Sinbad, right? Didn't Sinbad? He got a divorce. He was apart from that woman for, I don't know, nine years. They got remarried. That, and uh, you've been out there. It's lonely out there. Mm-hmm. The streets are lonely. The streets <laughs> are lonely. <laughs> Especially these streets here, huh? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I was trying to think about that the other day. I don't know the last time I just like approached a lady. Really? Just cold approach and like at a bar and was like, Hey, how's it going? Like it, I I can't remember the last time I've met someone who wasn't through a comedy or a event or a yeah. mutual friend. That kind of feels like how everyone meets people, and maybe how you're supposed to, right? Is Rather meet, than just approaching. Yeah, unless I think the only time you end up approaching someone, it seems like it would be a thing where you're in the same space a lot. Like, oh, we go to the same We've gym. We've seen each other a few like, times. Um, we work in this. We work. Uh, yeah, you see someone, you're on the same schedule or this, live in the same area as someone, so you cross paths. Otherwise, it seems kind of weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, but that's, I think it's weird to us because we grew up mostly with apps. Well, I didn't. So, but I mean. I've never used any of them. So you've, everybody you've ever dated. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely, because I've been in a relationship for a long time. So okay. that's also the big factor. How did you? How did you and your your girl meet? She um, saw me at a comedy show, and messaged me on MySpace. So you didn't <laughs> even do any of the off. That's what it's uh, off the stand off your strength of what you do. Yeah. And uh, she took the outreach. She messaged. Yeah, technically still. she did. Yeah. So I mean that's how that's I, I think that's probably ideal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. Ideal situation, 
because otherwise you have to... Well, I mean, I think a lot of people who do comedy, they do it because other... Well, not, to, not because, but it's like a thing where when you're on stage, that's like your... That's your space. That's where you are in power. It's where you're in control. It's like a writer is in control when they're at the front of the typewriter or, you know, in front of the computer. Yeah. Like, whatever it is you think you, it is you do, that's when you're in the, your most pure self when you're in control and who you are representative. So if you go to, like, a bar, like, let's say I were trying to meet someone at a bar, that just wouldn't work out because, like, my voice, I'm, I have trouble talking loud in loud situations I'm just not the kind of person who's going to... I'm not going to pop at the bar. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's, that's... Yes, that's knowing your strengths. Yeah, so you have to do the thing. You have to pop in the thing that is the area that you are, like, excel at. Otherwise, I mean, I think people who excel at bar are people who are... That's a different, that's a different type of person. Yeah, yeah. It's that, more like that's meathead someone, That's someone thing. who's great at riffing. Riffing or just, like, <laughs> talking super loud, like, Oh, my God! Is your name Julie? I yeah. Like, I'm not fucking Julie. Like, well, you can still talk to me. And then next thing you know, <laughs> these two idiots are talking and and love. Yeah, they're in love. It's like <laughs> just two idiots uh, who, yeah, we were all at the same bar, and he talked to me. He he said my shoes were stupid. And next thing you know, we have we have six kids. Oh, another nightmare. Yeah, but that's like everybody in small towns and stuff. Uh yeah, do you do you go home a lot still, Minnesota? Uh yeah, like once a year. Um, do you do you run into people you grew up with? Um, less and less and less. Okay, and it becomes more like I kind of don't want to. Yeah, just because I feel like I don't know. There's just it's just some people I don't want to see because I feel like um, it makes me sad. Okay, but that they're still. Living there, you not mean? Still, not that they're still living there. I think maybe more like um, that. Uh, I just like they didn't. If they, if I knew that they wanted to do something else and they didn't, that's what makes it sad. Gotcha. Otherwise, it's just more like annoying. Like I don't want to have to talk to someone about like Hollywood. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do they get it? But they, they know. Some people do. A lot of times, if it is, it's a f- one of my. I only have a few close friends who are still living in Minnesota. It'll be one of their friends. Gotcha. Who like will talk to me about stuff that's somewhat annoying, but you have to just be, you know, what can I do? I can't be mean about it. I have to just. Yeah, because they don't the, know. At, and at the end of the day, they're still showing an interest. Yeah. In and what they, you do, what your life is. Right. So you just have to um, be, what do you call it? Diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm going home for the holidays, and it's fun. When I go home, they like, is Puerto Rico? Yeah. Okay. They, because uh, it's a real small town. They, they get excited, like, a, like it's. Oh, I bet, man. Like Are you it's very me? funny. That is cool, though. That's cool. Uh, but it is that sort of. It goes in waves. Like I went when I did Fallon. I by chance happened to be flying the next day to Puerto Rico. What your what happened? When I did Fallon, right. the next day I was go. I would just already had a flight to Puerto Rico booked. Was so, it was it during the holiday or just for? Just I was going to do. To, I had set up a show with oh, right. Ida Rodriguez. Okay. So I was going to that, but then Fallon kind of came through short notice, and oh, yeah. I got the, I got all the the Puerto Rico love that week. I was back home. Oh, I bet, man! Like Holy they were like shit. the newspapers picked it up, so it was like that shit's cool. It, that was a fun feeling. Yeah. But now when I go, the question is like, hey man, I ain't seen you do anything in a minute. 
Well, you won't do. Like, it's, yeah. we ain't seen you on shit. You still doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah, fun. yes, I am still doing it. <laughs> it doesn't work where you have to. It doesn't like you're. Oh, I'm constantly on or I'm off. Yeah, that is the that is the worst thing ever. I think that someone can ask you is, are you still doing this thing? Because I think you're not. Because I need to see it constantly. Otherwise, I think you're not. I've not. Ne- yeah. Uh, I never. You ever run into a comic you haven't seen in a while, and I I won't ask. Um. Because yeah. I is. I assume everyone quit. Oh, really? I always go. If I, I'm assuming you're not doing it, we I don't need to talk op- about it. Oh, I guess I don't even know. Yeah, now I think about it. I don't know if I feel... If I, I, might, I might do the opposite, where I assume that they haven't. That you think that but everybody's I, on the grind still. Yeah, you just or don't some run into sort them. of thing. Yeah, like I just don't know. Like I just... Because I don't look at enough... I don't do enough shows myself. I don't like look at stuff enough to know about... Things I try to stay in the dark on purpose just because I don't want to get distracted by, yeah. like, oh, look at that, look what they did, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like man, always a push and it's pull. It's significant. Totally. It's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I, I'll post because I have, like, you have to post. Sometimes you and have And then to, you yeah. go, and I sh- I'll close it. Mm-hmm. I don't look through anybody's shit anymore. It's, oh, it puts me in such a funk. Yeah, I mean, it's designed that way. It's literally designed to do that to you. That's yeah. It's they a know very, what they're doing. It's a FOMO. The oh my ho- god! They created yeah billion dollar idea of FOMO. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's psychotic and it's uh, I guess it's kind of evil, really. It's kind of evil, like a an evil invention that they that they did and they they didn't realize they did it until it was too late. It's kind of like Jurassic Park in a way. Yeah. And like it's like the world world's most boring Jurassic Park <laughs> is social media created by. These geniuses, and, and then they didn't stop to think. It's that thing. What did you say? Uh, you're so uh, obsessed to, to find out if if you could. You didn't stop to think uh, if you should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. Um, the greatest nice American treasure. Um, what were you saying though? You run into a comic you haven't seen in a long time. You assume they haven't. Yeah, I don't I even su- ask. Yeah. No, I assume you done. I go, we need to start weathing. We all need to start dropping down. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it really should be that way. And it's the kind of thing where, God, it's, it's, uh, you should, if you can, maybe you should probably, right? Because if, you, if you're doing something else, like there's a couple comics I remember meeting when they first moved to LA, and they're really funny. And then I just stopped seeing them, and I realized, oh, you're writing on a show. You're just a you're a writer on a on Conan now. Yeah, that's why I don't do any sets is because you're you're very busy, and the the trade off now is going. Well, I could go do this set for five bucks, right, or for free and lose money going there, mm-hmm. or I could get some rest and go to my job. I'm making six figures writing yeah. comedy. It's all about like individual levels of comfort or yeah. what you need to. I guess what you want out of it too. Yeah. Like I know plenty of people who started doing stand up. You can go and you can see and go, Oh, as soon as they get on T V, they done with stand up. Right. This ain't this is just That always the surprised step the in. hell out of me that that's a thing. Because I mean people ask me if I was gonna if that if, if you I were was, gonna stop doing stand up. Yeah. And I always thought like, wait, wh- why would I do that? Why would I stop? Because that's like a thing people do. Yeah. Or I, the other way around when you are an actor. Oh, I remember seeing some of those try to pick it up late. There's so many of them. <laughs> some of them did it. Some of them did do it. 
and it worked out because they just kept at it because they're such like dogged, determined people. But I think a lot of them, it's like, you know, this is fucking bad news. I think that's rough because that's the reversal is there going, you've already had some success. Mm-hmm. You're going to come back over here where nobody really give a fuck about you. Yeah. Like stand-ups, like you going to, I remember, especially if you're not a huge actor, if you just like, you had, you were regular on a show. Yeah. And like comics don't care. You're going to come to silence. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it's not... No one cares about uh, that stuff. It doesn't translate. No. Especially, unless you're, like, super famous. Even, like, Jerry Seinfeld said something, like, they give you like, about five or six free minutes. You're yeah. Free at the top, and if you don't keep going, you're just... It doesn't matter. It's done. You're just another person who's not funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened to Tiffany Haddish, right? Oh, that Miami, that New Year's Eve show? Something happened where she... Because she started doing stand-up after... I mean, she's obviously a very funny person. Just like a, she's such a crazy, very wild like. She's got a great, great energy. Great energy. So her, her doing it's different than someone else. But she didn't start with doing stand up, right? Oh, I didn't know. No, I didn't know. I don't know. think she did. But uh, I think she started doing it after she got big as a. After Girls Trip. I'm not sure. I think so. Huh. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure about Tiffany's. Because I know that was a thing where she just, um, you know, she thought she could do it. And it turns out, you, it wasn't you, just, there yet. you can't just do it. You can't just do it. Yeah, there. Um, yeah, for Tiffany, well, Tiffany, I remember hearing about that Miami New Year's Eve yeah, show. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't even seen it, so I'm probably I'm talking on my ass here. In a um, but yeah, I mean, it's and it's uh, I've and I for Tiffany, I don't know, but I've seen it with other comics where you do get some love and you start getting headline. Like, there's a different idea of going. You could fake a fifteen. Yeah, you can fake a fifteen. You yeah. get enough if you charismatic you enough. You get like you can get through fifteen and be like, oh, that was I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Forty five an hour is a like. I have trouble with that. It's it's. If and you've you been doing it. Yeah, I have, but I haven't done it that much. But if headlining is a thing where it's a marathon, it's a yeah. thing where you have to. The timing's all different. Everything about it's different. It's just so the it's such a slog. No, and no matter how somebody can tell you, and you don't know what a check drop feels like till you have it. Oh my till you're God. in the middle of a story, thirty five minutes into your set, and suddenly the next seven, no one listening it's at just anything. You. It's just you up there talking. You guys be going, "Stop, but up." And came in, and we were someone. You know, you know, because we Go from the Batman and pick up the guys. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. It's just you. Yep. Making a fucking bubble. Remember when uh, Judah Freelander had that big campaign to stop it in clubs? Yeah. Such a smart thing. Are they, a couple And a couple clubs that like... Um, Acme, Minnesota doesn't do it. Acme doesn't drop checks. No, because you pay on the way out. That's They're how it great. should be. Uh, but Acme, I mean, Acme don't count. Because it's Acme too good. On, Acme yeah. on steroids. That's, Acme's like the uh, doesn't. Yeah, it's too good to be. They don't do food in the room. They don't. They don't do food oh. in the showroom, and then their yeah. food is a real restaurant. Right. It's not tenders and fucking tots and nachos. Oh. Uh, yeah. Acme and yeah, comedy on state to me are like just so good. Oh man. When's the last time you were there? I haven't done Acme's been probably man, maybe two years at this point. Um. I did 
Last time I was there, I think I, what I do, I headlined a Tuesday, Wednesday, I think, and then mm-hmm. featured the rest of the weekend. Uh, they're great. I mean, they've always been yeah. so nice with me. I just never don't get out there as much, but I love that fucking that week there, and it's a long week. Is it? I've never done it there. I've never done uh, it. So they do, yeah, their shows are Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, shit. That's so you do one Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday. Yeah. And then two and two. God damn. Uh, but it's. I might have trouble with that. But it's be, it's great. Yeah. Um, because you're excited to show up to the office. Right, because it's so good. Yeah, you it's look so forward good. to working. It's not like you in Toledo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is going to be a long six shows. When you're like in an office park too, some of those clubs that are in the shopping. Oh, oh man, is that a nightmare? They're just—it's a special kind of. It's like a David Lynch sort of weird. <laughs> is this real? Like, ah, <coughs> uh, it's terrible. You're like, uh, we could after the gap, we could go to the Panda Express, we could watch a movie or go laugh. Yeah. at this random. And they just pick, they pick that. Oh, it's free. Okay, yep. sure, we'll go. It's Cindy's birthday. And we got 22 free oh, tickets. Fucking <laughs> A. I almost threw some ch- a chair at some people once because I was what? so pissed. I didn't almost, but I picked it up and I pretended to th- I was going to throw Where it. Where was this at? It was just in someplace in Ohio, I think. I don't even remember, but it was uh, like a funny bone, I think. It was okay. the middle of the week. It was some tour that I was on with Bronger that didn't get promoted at all. They just forgot to, it was two companies sponsoring it, both thought the other one was promoting it. Oh, wow. They didn't promote it until halfway through, because we called up like, hey, there's, there's literally no one at this first show, because they don't know what's happening. And they're like, oh, shit. Um, so they put an overdrive, but it doesn't matter, you know, you can't, you can't yeah. promote something 10 days in advance even, it has to be like weeks at yeah. least. And uh, this show was, they, they papered the room, there was... Still almost no one there, but these like five or six ladies in the front, probably like 40s-ish, just big old fat Midwestern ladies, <laughs> short hair. I mean, this is this is pre-Karen, but this, yeah. this is what they would have, these were probably like a, a Karen club, essentially. And they were just fucking, like kept talking in my set, like saying stuff to me personally, and I was so pissed. I was going, like, I'm going to throw this fucking chair at you people who don't shut the fuck up. Man. And I laughed a little bit, and I felt very strange because I don't like being, I don't like getting that, angry. Yeah, yeah, probably because you feel you're you're losing control, losing control, or you're just being completely disregarded as like a, an individual who's. Yeah, it's like if you walked into any person's job and just went behind the counter and just slapped the fucking like <laughs> the knife out of the sandwich artist's <laughs> hand and just started being like singing and I'm can I take my shoes off and I don't know. Um, for me, it's uh, I really have a short trigger when people put their feet up. Oh man, do I hate dude, it with a passion! Worst. It drives me crazy. I will get inches from this motherfucker till like I won't try to point it out, but I'll keep moving closer to them till they feel they have to readjust. But yeah. it's like I hate it so fucking much. It's like this weird kind of just deep disrespect. Oof. Yeah, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Putting your feet on a stage. Ugh. Uh, man, we had, uh, we almost, we, a dude tried to get on stage and fight. Where was this? Uh, Richmond, uh-huh. Virginia. Um, I was with Tone. We were doing a weekend. And the dude, 
I think what ended up happening, the dude was a little chatty. Then mm-hmm. I was ju- drunk. Uh, right? He was on a date. He was uh, maybe okay. he could have been drunk, drunk, but he's on a date, and then he's a little chatty, and we jab him a couple times, and it gets good laughs, and then the girl he's with laughs, and I think that's what like sent him off. A little Will Smith moment, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this moment, he stood up, and then. It was weird because seated, you go, this dude, whatever. And then he stood up and you go, oh, that's a big motherfucker. Yeah. That dude's going to beat both of us. Uh, you guys are so both on stage? We ended up coming both at the okay. end to talk. And uh, he stands up. Uh, security has to come down. The cooks come from the kitchen. Holy motherfucker. Shit. The cook came out with a spatula. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it was a uh, spatula. the security like tackles this dude swung on security. Wow. Uh gets tackled on the table. <laughs> Chips, everything flying. Uh they drag him out. But the show's still going. Mhm. Like so we still got to close this show out after this melee happens. Yeah. Uh, we figure out some real, real quick way to go, and we all run outside to see what happened to the dude. The dude fucking had hit a security guard outside. <gasps> this is like St- popcorn. Dude, that started running through one of those shopping malls, like outdoor parking. Mm-hmm. Try- he had no clue where the car is, so he just running trying to find. Jesus. Uh, when I say. Johnny, I swear to you, it was Christmas time, and upstairs at a regular restaurant, there was, like, Highway Patrol Christmas party. <laughs> they get wind of what's Holy happening, shit. dude, and they a little boozed. Yeah. So these, you see 20 Highway Patrol officers run out in, like, ugly sweaters. Right. Run down the stairs and just start chasing after this dude and tackle him, like, in the parking right lot. Right outside of Barnes & Noble? Yeah, dude. This shit was great. Uh, it ends. The dude gets arrested, and we, like, we're waiting for the next show to start. The girl he's with comes back in. She had lost her wallet. Mm-hmm. And we find out they were on a first date. Oh. First date, dude. This dude... Well, at least you got it over with fast. You know right away yeah. who you if the, if you together this this is your person. Like if you stay with him after this, that would be so cool. That's why they stay together. This is real like, love. I just like him fucking crazy as hell. <laughs> I love taming a wild stallion. Ain't, ain't one got away from me yet. Uh huh. I'm gonna tame him up. Just put a harness on him. That's what you gotta do. You gotta break him. You gotta break that boy, and then he will work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, I've I've never heard anything like that before. I've seen people get angry and stuff, and like yell at the someone threw like a, a shoe or a rock at the doors at a helium in Portland. That was just like last year, I think. Just because, but this was someone where the staff was like, um, they said, "Oh yeah, this person's done this before." Like, oh wow, this is a repeat psycho. That's that the keeps best. coming. Mm-hmm. That they keep letting in. And yeah. every time they go, Johnny, you're not going to throw the shoe, are you? I think she like, slipped in somehow. I love that. Yeah. People uh, are, some people are just, they can't, they can't behave. But I love it. I, man, but I, that's a real comedy fan of me. Yeah. I go, they're very, when they don't like it, they don't, you're going to hear it. But right. they keep sneaking in to see comedy. Right, yeah. So they, want they, it, they want it so bad. They want it. They want to misbehave <laughs> so bad at the show. 
God, I haven't been in one of those places like that in so long. I forgot that it feel. It's kind of scary. It feels a little scary when people are like that because it's so many people. It's like a powder keg almost. Yeah. Where you don't want it to. God knows what could happen. It could be like a weird. It doesn't take much. So some people just aren't haven't been doing it long enough to really. I don't think I'm super would be super good at it, controlling like a real rowdy drunk crowd. That's why I don't like doing certain shows is because I just, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that. Uh, yeah, who, I think Hannibal used to, I, I remember him saying this once where he's like, some nights it ain't going to be for me. Yeah. Some nights I go, hey, good night. This ain't. Right. I'm not going to win. We're not going to do this. I don't need it like that. Yeah, I, there's no point. Like, yeah, now we just fight and I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not and you're not getting a good show. Right. So it's better to do a small show you sell out to people who are know, know what you. they're coming. Yeah. Yeah, they know you than it is to do a big show where you have to convince a bunch of people who are I mean, nine times out of ten it'll be great. Yeah. Maybe even more than nine times. Most of the time it will be because most people wanna have a good time. Most people are willing to be like, Oh yeah, this isn't why like my favorite, but I'm I'm gonna have a good time, or I'll just quietly leave. I'll just fucking yeah. leave, and it's not a big deal. And they would be like, "Oh, he sucks." <laughs> they walk by you in the lobby. Oof, oof, fucking Christ. Uh, do I do? Um, there, there are moments where people come up and be like, "So I like your shoes," oh! and you're like, "All right, I'd rather you leave. Get away yeah. from me. You're trying to be nice, but you didn't like it. That's fine. I didn't like right. you." Get out of here. <laughs> yep. You got any big shows coming up? Um uh, Yeah. I mean we're gonna we're gonna start in January with these cocktail and comedy shows. Oh right. This is you uh, and Tone, right? Tone and then so, LP, who is the mixologist. Uh that's cool as shit. People listening at home, please watch Drink Masters on right. Netflix. So have you got really into cocktails and stuff because of that? I'm learning a lot more. About it, uh, right. I'm start. I'm I, I am appreciating more, and I'm starting to to be able to pick up, like, oh, this has this right. drink, and like, I and this is what they mean when they say, like, a bite, or like, do you feel that in the back of the tongue, okay. and like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm enjoying it. It's pretty fun. I got into making drinks in the pandemic, and what I what I. Realized is the reason I like it is because couldn't do comedy, so I really liked being able to make something to give. To I like drinking them, but I like them even more having like you know a few people over, go to the backyard, make you a drink, so, yeah, and have them enjoy it and have it be like look look really nice. And because you couldn't couldn't make someone laugh, well you sure. can, but not the same way. So you'd make a drink, and it's kind of it's very rewarding in a weird way. It's still a uh, this is a service I'm doing yeah. and I'm good at. Yeah, it's nice to serve. It's nice to Do you cook? A little bit. I cook like a couple things. I like to make gumbo. I like to make okay. do some stuff. I like to to grill and barbecue and stuff. I'm not like a I don't know. I'm I'm okay just because I I feel like I my mom was a really good cook. Still is. And I think I just kind of got I got raised with like a a good palate. You know, I can yeah. taste stuff. I really, I'm, I'm kind of picky with my, with what I like. What would your, what would your mom 
What's she was the a southern thing cook. she would okay. So she would make like um my favorite thing was crawfish etouffee. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. Still is one of my favorite things. But anything anything New Orleans. I yeah. love that stuff hundred percent. It's the best. Probably some of the best food in the world, I think, in terms of like a style. Is because it's like a blend. It's like the one of the newest forms of fusion cuisine that's stuck around. Yeah. And it's so good. It's not. It's not. It's not really healthy. No, I mean, whenever I go to New Orleans healthy. for a week, you're like, I, I do, and it just. But also, I'm. It's worth it. Now I yes. Now I go. I'll, I'll work this off in a month. Yeah. But jambalaya, gumbo, uh, red beans and rice. Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of Caribbean in a yeah, sense because we grew up with a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Not as spicy. We don't right. really do spice like that, but. A lot of it was very close to, yeah. to what the ingredients are. Because that's the thing I really got into when I was in Florida is Cuban food. I just thought like, oh my fucking God, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. Black beans and that dark rice and, uh, and mojo. Oh, the mojo and having like any kind of a pork dish Yep. with the, uh, with the maduros. Sweet plantains, tostones. baby. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, oh, paparillana. I, I eat those like all crazy. For breakfast. I mean, I eat them. I never had it for breakfast. Man, actually, we, that that's the sign we were like a, a not healthy. Having paparilla for would, breakfast, we'd have that for breakfast or empanadas or oh, like everything man. fried. Yeah, and you're like corn fritters. That's we'd good. knock back corn fritters. Fried yucca. Yep. Oh, I love uh, fucking. Ugh, I'm starving. Yeah, um, it's just amazing. <laughs> There gotta be somewhere around here. This is a Jamaican place, which is kind of it's sure. It's, it's weird how it's kind of a crossover, but it's not the same. Yeah, because um, Puerto Ricans very. How is Puerto Rican food different than Cuban food? Mm, so we don't really do the mojo. Um, we uh, honestly, it's it's not that. Different. Right. We we don't really do black beans like that. Yeah, it's more like a, a pink bean yeah, or a red bean, right? Yeah, we use the red bean, the red kidney beans a lot more. So I had a girlfriend in college who was half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, and that's what she would say is the the Cuban thing is the black beans. Yeah, that's a big deal, and that's the only difference really. Um, yeah, for the most part, uh, we do like we love mofongo. Oh wait, what is that? So that's the that's the that. plantain, right? The green plantain, but they'll do like. Sometimes it'll come in a ball, or sometimes it'll come like in a little pot where they they mash it down, uh-huh. and then they fill it with like chicken stew or like <sighs> pork uh, fried pork, and they'll give you like this this the the chicken uh, liquid. Uh, the, the juice. Yeah, and then damn. Uh, so we do that a lot. Um, that sounds good. Real good. Mafongo. Mafongo. Even the word is good. It flows. What does it mean? Uh, plantain. No, not that it means mashed. It means plantain. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, this is a little bit of motherfucker here. It's really delicious. Ooh, fresh. Off the fresh motherfucker. <laughs> so the drink master shows are co- not the drink master, but the drink. What's it called again? Yeah, drink master or co- comedy and cocktail. Cocktail comedy and comedy and cocktails. Is it officially associated or is it offshoot? It is not. Um, they have made me say. That it is not, not. affiliated whatsoever right. okay. with the company that does to doom, um, mm-hmm. but we have people who worked on both. <laughs> so if you like one, you're probably, you're probably gonna, gonna like, gonna like the, the other. other. Yeah, 
That sounds cool as shit. Do you have a first show coming up at all? Or so no? we're, the next one we're going to do is going to be in Vegas at the end of January. Okay. Is uh, there a date for that? The Let me look it up so we can say it. The date is... No. It's going to be either the 26th or 27th of January. We're okay. locking in with the venue. Nice. So that's going to be the first one. And then hopefully we do... We're going to do a city winery tour with with this. Um, Where's that? City Winery. So there's about 11 of them across the country. Okay. Um, and there's there's two here in New York. They have one down by like uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, by, right by the pier. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a nice upscale event space. They usually do music like... Music. It's a beautiful space. It's nice wines, good cocktails. You tone and the mixologist and, then, and LP. Yeah, and then we're Hell gonna yeah. have a couple comics fly in local comics. Nice. Couple fun mixologists. But the, the menu is curated. Special drinks for every show. Um, and we donate half the door to local charity. Damn. So if you don't want to come to the show, you don't support charity. Yeah. So think, that's good. Think about that. That's fucking great. That's uh that's such a good thing. But also, anytime you do a charity show, there's something about it where everyone's so much happier. Yeah. It makes it lighter. It, it does. Cause it's just like we're doing this for something for we're having fun to help people. I mean, it's not a necessarily about you. Yeah, and so you don't, you never have any problems. It's always just this like. That's funny. Together, yeah. a fight out of charity. Event. Oh God, <laughs> that sounds like something. Uh, that's just like the worst person ever. Like getting in that fight, <laughs> get a fight at a fucking charity event. You shut down the fucking charity <laughs> event. What's your fight? You got like a cool song we should close on. Yeah, be man, fun I to got. Listen to. Ooh, I know I, you got a bunch. Actually. I got something. Uh, we gonna go with. Kimi Casanova. Oh, shit. Ooh, they're Dude, not ready for this. Okay, because I did uh, Who Charted the other day, and I brought that on because I was, uh, we were, we yeah. were hanging out, taking the, uh, taking the car to another bar, and um, we don't put this on, right? Akimi yep. Casanova. But it's, uh, it's uh, what's his? His, real, his name is Akeem Ali. Right, Akeem. And then one of his alter egos is Kimi Casanova. I love fucking the idea of having an alter ego rap like all my all, most of my favorite rap is someone doing, doing a, a yep. thing there's something about that that allows you to do allows you to do something really good better than you would be otherwise i don't know what it is i think it may be because it the idea of you doing an alter ego takes you out of yeah it doesn't feel it, it, it's not oh johnny believes this right it's whoever johnny created exactly. you know, that's who that yeah, so there's probably a freedom to it. That's why I always think about people who have like one name or people who, you know what I mean? Or people who don't have their, who perform under not their real name. Yeah. They're, even though technically like, you know, you find out someone's name at the airport, like your name is fucking Steven Blasterman. It's like, yeah, that's my real name. Yeah. But uh, you're living, you live your whole life as the other person and that helps you so much to, I be, I think something like I think Judah is in that space. Who is Judah? Fri- like even though that's his yeah. name, but Judah on stage is clearly different person. A person it's a that character. W- yes, and we yeah. get it. Totally. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Akimi Casanova. Akimi Casanova. Akimi. Oh, this shit is so tight. Right on, baby. Right on. 
Rojo Perez. Check him out. I can take you five. You are now tuned in to the soft sounds of Kimi Casanova. Uh, Mac Daddy, let me get it started. Talk my shit better. Fat nigga on a fraternity. I'm a big stepper. I'm plain Jane. All y'all rock is designer. Bitches throw pussies at me. All I rock is vaginas. I just be laying down. All I got is I wouldn't join the Navy shit. All I got is Rihanna. Thanks for being here, man. Man, I appreciate it. Great time. We out. We're out. I'm acrylic it. I ain't feeling it. I'm a pimpin' the night skin glistening eye. Be in your kitchen making dressing. Put in dick in your wife. Kimmy casting off with the bird and got cold in your kitchen.